on this morning's show, we are joined by Isaac Paul, Chief Global Chief Investment Officer at Oriana Financial. Good morning, Isaac. Morning. And by Dickie Wong, Head of Research at Kingston Securities. Good morning, Dickie. Good morning. So let us start with the Fed. Um, we had an interesting uh, meeting last week where they signalled for at least one more rate hike, um, but possibly two cuts next year. So there's a little bit of a change in stance. Is that a sign that they are feeling that there could be some weakness in the economy ahead? I'll start with you, Isaac. Yeah, I, I think what I took away from the Fed is they are becoming increasingly certain that they can achieve a soft landing. And, and that was their words. Uh, they're more certain about their economic outlook than less. They're expecting to be able to hike once more, cut a couple of times next year. The economy is expected to slow in growth but continue to be resilient. And the unemployment rate's expected to not go up that much. This is uh, a Fed that's saying they're more certain, even though we've got the prospect of a government shutdown, we've got a slowing labour force. Uh, I, th I think there's a real risk that the Fed overcooks this and stays too high for too long and causes some sort of recession next year. Dickie? Well, actually, I totally agree with um, Isaac. Um, as we all know, um, American, they are paying whopping 7% interest rate per annum if they are borrowing money, like a 30-year um, mortgage. Um, the mortgage rate is sitting at a really extremely high level at the moment. And uh, But moreover, we have to bear in mind, uh, if um, the Federal Reserve will keep on hiking interest rate um, until the year end, and the interest rate, the Federal Reserve, will sit on a higher level then obviously uh, higher than like a half year, year ago, um, almost 50 basis point more. So that means um, US dollar will remain strong. This is the problem because as we all know, um, US dollar remains strong and also bond you just simply shot up um, last Friday. Uh, this gives a, uh, some kind of like pressure um, to the RMB as well, because uh, we can see the tendency of the uh, the, the ten-year bond yield of the U.S. Fed, uh, I mean the U.S. Treasury, and also the ten-year bond yield of uh, the Chinese uh, government bond. So, so the, the the difference is is really huge. So it really can stop the the momentum that um, the RMB will will trending even lower. Um, luckily, last Friday, RMB just sit tight on like 7.3 um, last Friday. So it gives some kind of like a, a very good impression to the market. That's why Hong Kong stock markets just simply rebound right away when it hits um, a euro low last Friday and rebound quite sharply, almost 400 points from last Friday low. But I, I don't really think that the momentum can continue because um, if U.S. dollar continue to strengthen, then renminbi will will face some kind of like um, pressures and, and it will definitely give uh, pressure to not only the Hong Kong stock market, but also um, the Chinese Asia stock market as well. So, Isaac, I mean, you mentioned what the Fed said, and it sounded like a very, very Goldilocks type of a um, message out there. Um, at the same time, I mean, we're looking at numbers like job openings coming down um, and certain indicators which might suggest it might not be so rosy. Um, so 
what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, I know I know you said it might it, you don't think it's probably going to negotiate as soft a landing as they hope, but what are your, what is your actual thoughts? And based on that, when do you think the first rate cuts might happen next year? It it really is uh, the Fed kind of talking up this mythical soft landing. They're so hard to achieve. They're extremely rare. When central banks hike, they typically hike too far, hold to hold for too long, and generate their own recession. And when you look at the economic data, it is slowing. The job openings, as you mentioned, they're not just falling. They are collapsing on a year-over-year basis. Historically, that always points to recession. It always points to the unemployment rate moving higher. We're seeing that happen already. I, I, I think that there's a real risk that we get to the end of this year and the first quarter of next year, and we start to see big cracks forming in the economy. The place to look is job openings. It's forward-looking. Uh, the other place to look is the manufacturing PMI. It's a survey of, uh, of economic growth in the manufacturing sector in the US. When it falls below a 45 level, it always points to recession. We're at 47 now. I, I suspect that uh, while the market is pricing rate cuts around uh, the end of the second quarter, we could start to see them more the end of the first quarter or the early part of the second quarter next year. Okay, interesting. I might lose some bets against some friends because I said it wasn't going to happen for the first half of the year. Uh-oh. Um, so, Dickie, you were talking about the um, the currencies, say, and the strong dollar. But given the fact that the US imports a lot of its goods, and obviously China looks to export a lot of its goods, isn't that beneficial to both countries? I mean, in a sense, Chinese goods get cheaper, US can then doesn't import as high inflation. So from that perspective, isn't the strong dollar actually going to be somewhat of a benefit to the to US economy and also the Chinese economy to, to a certain extent? Well, theoretically, yes, you may say so. But um, in, in terms of the market uh, situation and also the Asia and also the Hong Kong stock market pattern, definitely not. Uh, when renminbi rebound, Asia market rebound, Hong Kong stock, <laughs> Hong Kong stock market rebound, and uh, when the renminbi go down, then definitely these two markets will head heading south. So there's no question asked. Uh, but in in terms of Federal Reserve, I, I think U.S. now they're facing some kind of problem. Government shutdown and um, and 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 heading for shutdown from next weekend and auto workers union expanding its strike as well but um obviously um u.s economy actually they're definitely doing better than some of those european countries and 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 even compared to china because we can see the chinese government is really uh putting their best foot forward they did, they did whatever they can do to support the economy. As we all know, like the Central Bank of China, uh, they did whatever they can they can do already in the past month. Um, and a fresh round cut of interest rate lending, uh, one year lending rate, and other, another round cut of the triple re, uh, reserve requirement ratio, uh, both renminbi and and also like all, all kinds of rates they can cut they 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 already cut uh in terms of like the, to support the um the property market they 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 announcing like they're buying a house without, without a long policy for first time home buyer for every single first tier cities so so they, they did already um introduce a lot of policy but um 
but the the market sentiment is still like uh, wait and see quite sluggish in, in terms in terms of um, every single rebound is short lived, um, obviously because of the market sentiment. But I, I think um, from time to time the market sentiment will will definitely improve because we are now trading at like a multi year low. Um, PE multiple, not only the Hong Kong stock market, but also the Asia stock market as well. So obviously, I don't really see any so much downside from the moment now. But obviously, every single rebound will be short-lived because the market sentiment is, so, is still sluggish. This is the fact. Okay, so Isaac, um, Jackie's just been talking about the markets. Um, so what do you think our listeners should do out there. I mean, it's not. Uh, it doesn't look as it's going to be as rosy as some people of the Fed thinks and all that. So, what would your advice be to for the our listeners to do going for you know based on what your scenario is? I, th- I think a useful way to start is to consider where the big surprises could be relative to what's being priced in. And if you look at the U.S. equity market, for example, it reached some eye-watering valuations over the last month or so. They've come right off because uh, bond yields backed up. But if you look out over the next six or 12 months, they're pricing some really solid earnings growth. That's going to require a pickup in sales revenue or an expansion in margins. uh, And it's difficult to see where that's going to come from over the next 12 months, particularly if we see a shutdown in the government for the next 20 days or so. We see uh, inflation or energy prices seeping through to margins. That, to me, suggests be really cautious with your equity exposure, particularly in the US, but probably globally. Uh, and what do you do with, uh, with money that you might otherwise have in equities? Well, if you look at government bonds in the US, you're, you're getting 5.5% at, uh, in cash or bills. Right. Uh, you're, you're picking up 4.5% in the 10-year, and that also gives you some great downside protection. So it's time to review your asset allocation, be a little bit more defensive perhaps, uh, and and get a good sleep at night over the next 12 months rather than worrying about the equity market. And Dickie, exactly. would you agree with that? I totally agree. Uh, I'll just follow um, Berkshire Hathaway footstep. Why not put your money into short-term um, US uh, government treasury? Uh, you can just simply earn like more than 5% a year per annum. And uh, obviously, uh, we have to bear in mind one interesting uh, statistic. Um, if we talk about the S&P 500 index alone, from 1928 to now, those five, uh, 95 years, the worst performing month for S&P 500 is, is not October. As September, so I will expect um, the, the three indexes will continue to slip in, in September amid concern about uh, the, the yield curve, um, the suspension of uh, the, the government, the, the risk is getting higher, and also uh, auto workers union expanding its rights. So um, um, earnings growth is another thing, but uh, obviously we're talking about something uh, closer than the future earnings growth right now. Okay. Um, so in the last couple of minutes, um, I just want to have a quick touch on, say, Japan, because that's an economy that seems to bounce back quite quite well this year. Um, they seem, But yet, you, again, in the meeting last week, the government seemed to be very accommodative, and they're trying to keep the economy going. So what are your th- quick thoughts on that, Isaac? I mean, really quickly, uh, the... 
the Bank of Japan is trying to talk its currency uh, back into strength, and it's never been really good at that. It's going to have to take some action. We think it will probably hike rates at some stage over the next four or five months. Unfortunately, they're going to do that just as the U.S. economy is slowing. That means that their equity market rally, which has been blistering this year, is really at risk. Uh, their bond yields are at risk of selling off, but their currency could actually cop a bit of strength on the back of it all. So you revisit, if you've been heavily invested in Japanese equities, take the win, uh, perhaps uh, de-risk a little bit there. Uh, and similarly with bond yields, if you've been holding in, they're, they're probably going to shoot higher and, and just be aware of that. And Dickie, um, you were saying about Asian valuations being quite reasonable. Japan might be one of the exceptions. So what are your thoughts there? Well, obviously, uh, people are putting money into the Japan stock market. And one uh, very interesting point uh, we have to bear in mind, uh, unlike the Asian market, when renminbi go down, the Asian market go down. Uh, but as we all know, like Japanese yen is one of the, uh, is actually the only one uh, carry trade uh, currency. So sometimes when uh, U.S. and I mean U.S. Uh, dollars strengthen, Japanese yen going down, it also gives a little boost to the uh, Japanese market as well. And um, Japan Central Bank made no changes to its bank lending rates and also its uh, yield curve control at the moment. Um, this is the, the the perfect timing because um, they're. The maintaining their ultra loose monetary policy at the moment, but we they are seeing they are be able to maintain the the two percent in, uh, inflation target uh, uh, rates, and also um, there's a lot of signs that saying the Japanese economy it's recovering. But uh, I do agree, um, the Japanese stocks uh, is not really cheap at the moment. Uh, but the momentum still there compared to uh, the rest of the world, as I can conclude. All right. Well, that's all we have time for. So I'd like to thank both Isaac Paul, Global Chief Investment Officer of, over at Oriana Financial, and Dickie Wong, Head of Research at Kingston Securities, for coming Thank in. you. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too.